Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look up on the wall right there. See it? This is something. Greg, look, come here. Hey, Greg, come here. Whoa, incredible. The promise of golden riches has motivated explorers throughout history. And no treasure has proved more irresistible or more deadly than the legendary lost city of gold. In Peru, it is known as Paititi, and it continues to attract modern explorers, and with good reason. New evidence from the vaults of the Vatican in Rome and from high in the mountains in Peru suggests the city might actually be real. The year is 1532. Spanish conquistadors led by Francisco Pizarro begin the wholesale destruction of the entire Incan Empire. Meanwhile, the Spanish are plundering vast quantities of gold and silver. News of Pizarro reaches the Incan capital of Cusco, high in the Andes. According to legend, the Incans retreat to a mountain city so secret, so remote, that the Spanish are never able to discover it. To many, Paititi is nothing more than a myth, a golden illusion fueled by the fantasy of unimaginable wealth. But well-known explorer Greg Diarmengian has spent 30 years trying to find the lost Incan city of gold, and he's been the first to document many impressive Incan ruins along the way. And now, he's mounting a new expedition to find it. And I'm going with him. My name is Josh Gates. With a degree in archaeology and a passion for exploration, I have a tendency to end up in some very strange situations. There has got to be a better way to make a living. My travels have taken me to the ends of the earth as I investigate the greatest legends in history. We're good to fly, let's go. This is Expedition Unknown. 
Welcome to the City of the Kings. The name was coined by the Spanish in 1535, but never stuck. Today, we know it as Lima, Peru. Lima has grown from a colonial outpost to a sprawling urban jungle that's bursting at the seams. Earthquakes have rattled much of the original architecture to the ground, leaving behind a city that perpetually looks half-finished. This is Lima. It's home to nine million people. This is the fifth largest city in the Americas. It is gritty, chaotic, noisy, polluted. This is where the expedition begins. I'm here to meet with an expert on Paititi, the lost Incan city of gold. But after a long day of travel, I'm starving. Fortunately, Lima has culinary options ranging from the fresh, to the shockingly fresh, to the oddly adorable. Hola. Koi? See, can I have some? This is a delicacy here in Peru. Koi, it's like a like a guinea pig. Mm. It's very good. I really can't look at it, but it's very good. Wow. You know, in the um, fifth grade, I had to take care of a hamster for a week for my class. I'm sorry, Mr. Bubbles. Microbuses like this are Lima's go-to mode of public transportation and can be slightly crowded. Oh, pansy. Ma'am, that is inappropriate. Okay, here you go. I don't need to change, it's fine. Hold on to that. Hi. Sorry. I, I think it's maybe my stop. The trick is getting off. Sorry. Sorry, anybody here know where Paititi is? After a whirlwind tour of downtown Lima, wow, that's a crowded bus. I'm happy to be back on foot. Lima was once the gateway to the Incan Empire, treasures from which are on display here at the Museo Larco. The Inca emerged from Peru's highlands in the 13th century. They worshipped Inti, the sun god, and offered up huge quantities of gold and silver. In time, these riches caught the attention of Spanish explorers. To learn more, I'm here to meet with Professor Carlos Sumatra. What was Pizarro interested in when, when he got here? Pizarro had such a big greed for gold and silver, yeah. precious metals. Meet Francisco Pizarro, world-class egomaniac, one of history's most destructive explorers, and the Inca's worst nightmare. He heard about a civilization in Peru that was dripping in riches, and in 1530 started sacking city after city. But the rumors that the Inca had retreated to a secret stronghold known as Paititi only fueled his efforts. All the gold that the Incas wanted to save from the Spaniards was taken to Paititi. What hard evidence exists that Paititi might be a real place? An important document was found in 2001 in the Vatican. Here in this document, a missionary probably a Jesuit. He says that he has seen the place. And he mentions Paititi by name? By name. This document mentions some valleys, some mountains, some rivers. It's providing us with new clues. With this evidence, somebody will be able to find it. Why are you so convinced? How could there possibly be a city out in the jungle that hasn't been discovered? In the last 21 years, I have seen Inca ruins in the middle of nowhere. Every year, people is finding new Inca ruins. Now with this document, I believe that somebody will find Paititi. 
it's back to the bus for a cozy ride to the airport. I'm hopping an hour flight from Lima to the city of Cusco to begin my own search for the lost city. 11,000 feet. Nestled amidst the Andes is the former capital of the Incan Empire. Cusco may as well be on another planet from Lima. Up here, the air is crisp and clear, and the city is absolutely humming with life. Cusco is also a layer cake of history. The frosting on the top is unmistakably Spanish. Ornate cathedrals and Baroque buildings in every direction. But underneath, just underneath, it is purely Incan. Perfectly cut stone foundations form the outline of an empire that was masterfully constructed. This right here, this square, this was the center of the Incan world. And it was split up into four quadrants, representing the four corners of the Incan empire. And from right here in the center, stone roads went out to the farthest reaches of their civilization. This is the heart of the Incan homeland. The Incan road network was incredibly advanced. It stretched as far north as Quito in modern Ecuador and as far south as Chile. In all, it's more than 10,000 miles of stone trails. This is Greg Diarmengian, a noted explorer from Boston, Massachusetts, who is credited with discovering and documenting numerous important Incan sites here in Peru. There is no question that there are still Incan ruins to be found in the jungles. Absolutely. When one gets out there, one sees that there are such vast areas that are difficult of access, that are torturous to travel within, so they've been forgotten even now. So our goal is to follow this road of stone as far as can be done. When we leave, we never know for sure exactly what it is we're going to find. Right. It's that potential that keeps, keeps me going. This map gives an overview of the areas pertaining to the road of stone. This is like an official topographic map made by the government here, I assume? Yeah. It's satellite photo and aerial photo generated but not checked on foot. And yet, I love that right in the middle of it is a huge blank area that just says insufficient data. Datos insuficientes. I mean, yeah. forget even exploring the jungles, there's not even a topographical overlay right. of parts right. of Peru. Yeah. That's incredible. For his upcoming expedition, Greg aims to follow the legend and hopefully document ruins and uncover the truth of Paititi. Something tells me it's not going to be a walk in the park. Will it be an easy trip? Just going a short distance requires so much effort. Every place you put your foot, every step you take, any kind of accident can have fatal repercussions. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm in Cusco, Peru, about to join an expedition searching for Paititi, the lost Incan city of gold. But first, I'm checking out another legendary city lost for centuries that has now been found. There are no highways into this part of the Andes, and the hike would take a week. Luckily, there's a shortcut. I step up into the royal blue 1920s Pullman carriage, and in an instant, I'm aboard the most opulent locomotive in the Americas. So this is how the other half lives. There's live music, two bars where one can enjoy a custom-brewed espresso or a fresh-baked pastry, or perhaps take in the view of the sacred valley from the glass-lined observation car. Hungry? Not to worry, the chefs on board are whipping up Peruvian delicacies that you can enjoy in the 42-seat dining carriage. Confession, this train makes me slightly uncomfortable. It's fancy, and I feel like the real world is on the other side of a very thick pane of glass. This is a very strange experience, but also very delicious. This train is named after explorer Hiram Bingham, an American professor who came to Peru in 1911, searching for the ruins of Vitcos, the last capital of the Incas. But what he discovered far surpassed any legend. Once we arrive at the end of the line, I make the trek up to the ruins. And I do mean up. Somebody put an escalator in here. <sighs> the climb is worth every step, because at the top is one of the new seven wonders of the world. The magnificent panoramic remains of Machu Picchu. The ruins are nearly as mysterious today as they were a century ago. Most archaeologists agree that this was a royal retreat and a place of intense spiritual significance to the Incan kings but it's still an enigma. It's hard to believe, but this stunning city was never discovered by the Spanish conquistadors in the 1500s, or anyone else for the next 350 years. It's a reminder that lost Incan cities aren't so easy to find. And despite being visited by more than 3 million tourists a year, archaeologists found a hidden section of the Inca Trail here only two years ago. 
This breakthrough breathes new life into the possibility of discovering Paititi, since there are undoubtedly other sections of Incan roads deeper in the jungle. Stone paths that lead somewhere, perhaps to the lost city. After another luxurious train ride, I'm back in Cusco to rejoin explorer Greg Dyer-Mengian. And before facing a treacherous journey into the unknown, we need to go shopping. I'll take the bottom half of the list, you take the top. How's that sound? Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Since we'll be in the backcountry for a week, we have a lot of supplies to stock up on. Fresh chicken. Boy, that little piggy really did go to market, didn't he? As Greg continues to stay on point, I continue to sample the market's more unusual offerings. Can I say so? Ah, bull's penis. Delicious. Can I can I try this sopa? This soup has frogs, crabs, fish, octopus, calamari, and bull's penis. Just like mom used to make. I mean, you know, it's not the worst bull penis soup I've ever had. There's no way we can do this alone, which is why Greg has built a team to round out the expedition. Hey, Paulino. Paulino is my foremost expedition partner since 1984. Terrific. And this young man? My uh, grandfather wrote the book. Literally, right? Literally. Wrote the, Car wrote Dr. The book. Carlos. Dr. Carlos is a nice yes. Amazing. Fernando is the grandson of Greg's late mentor, a famous Andean explorer. All right, let's do it. Okay. The team is starting to feel like something out of a Michael Crichton novel, but before we finish shopping, the youngest member of our group runs into a bit of trouble. It's easy to forget that Cusco is perched nearly two miles above sea level. Okay. <coughs> the lack of oxygen here is punishing, and we'll only be climbing higher. Luckily, the ancient Inca had a secret weapon to battle altitude sickness. Coca leaves. Coca leaves, very important for the expedition. Coca leaves are the raw ingredient in cocaine, but in their natural form, they only act as a mild stimulant. So good for energy, right? Yes, because we are going to be walking and walking and walking. Right. The Incas used to use them. The Spanish world was marveled about how the Incas could just walk and walk and walk. Yeah, they were high as a kite on cocaine. <laughs> it tastes good, too. Yeah. Okay, I got it. We're good. Got mine. It's early morning in Cusco, and we're gearing up for the search for Paititi. Sleeping bags? Check. Extremely heavy backpacks and fresh water? Check and check. Pressurized and explosive propane tank? Sure, why not? How are you feeling this morning, Fernando? Feeling great. Yeah? Yep. Our expedition team continues to grow. We've picked up several new members, and of course, the master Peruvian explorer, Paulino Mamani. Hola. Good to see you. Okay, we ready? Okay, let's do it. Come on. It's day one of our journey into the Andes. Our plan is to head north from Cusco and retrace the steps of the legend to see if they could be true and to see if they lead to Paititi. In 1532, Pizarro captured Atahualpa, the last great king of the Inca. Pizarro promised that if Atahualpa could fill a room with gold and silver, he would release him. The Incan king complied, but Pizarro executed him anyway. Fearing the same fate, 
the Inca are rumored to have packed their llamas with gold and silver and headed for the safe haven of Paititi. From Cusco, we're heading north through winding mountain roads to Lake Pumacocha, where the Incas are rumored to have stopped on the way to the city of gold. So there goes the paved road. Now we are on dirt roads from here, it looks like. We're thousands of feet above sea level with loose rock all around us. It wouldn't take much to kick off a rock slide that would stop the search for Paititi and start the search for Josh Gates. If you own a guardrail company, there may be some money for you in Peru. Yeah. <laughs> We're not just driving blind, though. Alongside the Cliffs of Death, there are subtle clues that are helping to guide us toward the legend. This is the Incan Trail. You can see it's actually kind of paved. A lot of it's grown over now, but they've basically built the modern road right along the ancient Incan road of stone here. These are the same roads that the Inca traveled on hundreds of years ago. According to legend, they used this stone-lined route to reach the lost city of gold. So we're certainly on the right track. We're literally following the trail. Amazing that this is still here. The Inca used llamas to traverse the road of stone. We're using 4x4s. As our expedition heads higher into the Andes along a winding gravel road, we're treated to breathtaking scenery and slightly unnerving drop-offs. Minor, minor roadblock here. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you go in the world, there's always road construction. These guys are digging a trench right in the middle of the road, but uh, Paulino is trying to negotiate with the foreman, see if they can, I don't know, fill part of it in, maybe to let us pass. I have no idea what Paulino told them or why people are clapping, but I'm learning that Greg's sidekick isn't just a wilderness expert, he's a regular politician. Gracias. Everyone chips in, and in what seems like no time at all, we've got a makeshift bridge to get us over the trench. Perfecto. And we're back on track toward the lost city. The mountain passes give way to jaw-dropping vistas, but the roads aren't improving. Looks like it is getting stormy. Clouds are rolling in, which is not a great sign. Driving the winding mountain roads is treacherous in good weather. Add slick roads and dense fog, and you're one wrong move away from a thousand-foot drop. Looks like it is getting stormy. Clouds are rolling in, which is not a great sign. Needless to say, we turn around. We stop at the first village we come to. Believe it or not, there aren't many hotels to choose from when you're at 13,000 feet. So we're in Amparais. Okay, so it looks like we may be stuck in Amparais. Yeah. Maybe stuck here for the night. Yeah. Perfect. So what do we got? Marriott, Holiday Inn, Four Seasons? What are we looking at here? My Spanish isn't great, but I get the gist. The weather isn't getting any better, and we've been offered two rooms for the night. While we unpack, I check out our accommodations for the evening. Good Lord. 
it's a church. There's a little bit of irony here, seeking a lost Incan city and being given refuge for the night by the Catholics. Funny world. I guess we're sleeping in the back. In the back is a series of rough rooms with hay on the floor, but it beats the rain. I half expect to find a baby in a manger, but instead find an old foosball table. The place is run by a kindly woman and her granddaughter. Both are Quechua, descendants of the Inca. And like 98% of Peruvians, they're also Catholic, part of the legacy of Pizarro's conquest. After dinner, what? Play soccer. Play soccer? Oh, play the, the foosball. Yeah. Yes, of course. I will challenge you to foosball. Oh, it's on. You ready? Yes. Yeah. That was a warm up. Get out of there. No, you're not. Go! This girl's a hustler. <laughs> After getting thoroughly humiliated by a 12-year-old, it's time to get some sleep. Good match. <laughs> the accommodations are rough, and it's about 38 degrees in here, but the hospitality we've been shown is warm enough to get us through the night. Good night, everyone. By morning, the storm has passed, and we're getting back on the trail of Paititi. Uh, that, that's a first for me, sleeping uh, behind a church. Haven't done that before. According to the legend, the Incas fled the Spanish by traveling past a small lake known as Pumacocha. They then crossed the Urubamba River, picked up the Road of Stone, and, if the story is true, arrived at Paititi. We continue on for several more hours, although the roads, if you can call them that, are getting even narrower. Looks like the end of the road. All right. I think this is it. And then they just end. I don't think we can go any further here. Yeah. Looks like this used to be a road, but kind of not so good. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere now. Now we move the hard way. That's it. Let's do it. Water. We're on foot from here and prep for a trek into some of the roughest terrain on Earth. So long vehicles. Yeah, now we're on the road. <laughs> Our mission? Find key landmarks that pertain to the legend and look for concrete evidence that Paititi really exists. Well, that got uh, jungly quick. Yeah, it sure <laughs> did. At its highest point, the peak of the Peruvian mountaintop, Alpamayo, reaches 20,000 feet. The Incas were famous for their ability to hike for hundreds of miles at these extreme altitudes. And lucky for us, they had a secret. Coca time. So we take our coca leaves, we mix them with a little, this a little is called of the yipta, yipta, which is the alkalinizing agent to activate the coca leaf. Alleviate hunger, thirst, tiredness, bien, no? Mm-hmm. What is the yipta made from? This particular yipta is made from the ashes of a particular fire and traditionally some drops of the urine of a woman. That's delicious. <laughs> Ain't it? I feel great. These Incas didn't foresee the problems that coca leaves would create for 21st century law enforcement. Nonetheless, with renewed energy, I bust out my machete and get to work clearing a path. Come to Peru, have some laughs, go on a trek. It'll be fun. <laughs> we slowly make our way through the thorn-infested brush, and eventually it opens to reveal a valley full of llamas, grass, and something else. The Lake of Pumacocha, another chapter in the Inca legend of Paititi. 
This is Lake Puma culture, yep. the lake of the Pumas. According to the myth, the Inca slept here en route to Paititi. During the night, wild pumas attacked their convoy, killing their llamas and forcing them to carry their supplies. And so to lighten the provisions so they could make haste, they threw the chuño in the lake. Chuño is like a potato? Chuño is dehydrated potato. And the Incas okay. themselves continued on towards what is said to be the legendary Paititi. And uh, you can still to this day find the chuño preserved in these waters. Chuños aquí? Sí. Yo les puedo mostrar. No. Tell Paulino I'm calling BS on the ancient potatoes in the lake story. Sí, es posible. He can es show posible. you. It's very possible. I'm in. Let's go find a potato. Come on. Okay. This is the first time I've ever waded into a lake looking for an ancient potato. Oh! Damn it! It's like ice water. Hey, if there really are 500-year-old spuds here, it would help support the truth of the legend. It's frío. Frío, pero no problema. You've heard of hot potato, right? Yeah. Well, in Peru, we play cold potato. Yeah. I'm knee-deep in the freezing waters of Lake Pumacocha, searching for 500-year-old potatoes that, according to legend, the Incas tossed into the water on their way to the city of gold. You got something? All right, key. Ah, that is an ancient potato. The guy's right. Unbelievably, Paulino finds what he's looking for. The potatoes are so fragile that just touching them causes them to disintegrate. This part of the legend, it turns out, might actually be true. Paulino, you win. Ascanado, I concede. Can we get out of this freezing cold water now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Once again, the landscape has transformed before my eyes as we pick up the trail of the Inca pushing further northeast, and it isn't getting any easier. Several hours into the hike, we see something underneath the jungle brush. Rising up before us is another piece of the legend. Is it a wall? Ah, aquí está. The ruins of Tambo Cancha. Look at this. <laughs> Tambo Cancha was believed to be a way station of sorts, a safe place for the Incas to stop and rest and route to Paititi. This is amazing. It just goes on. This wall just goes on the whole way. Though the ruins have been documented, it's an almost entirely forgotten site that has been reclaimed by the jungle. I mean, it's hugely overgrown. It doesn't look like anybody's been in here in a long time. All right, let's see if we can cut some of it away. Guy knows how to use a machete. Oh man, it just keeps going. The ruins are sprawling and contain overgrown towers tight passages, and a stunning view of the snaking Urubamba River in the valley below. After several hours of exploration, we've revealed many of the forgotten structures. Storm's coming, guys. Yeah. Let's get out of here. As much as I'd like to keep exploring here, we have to find shelter or risk being caught in a lightning storm. Whew. That storm is here. Ready, guys? Let's go. Not a lot of air, so we're all kind of huffing and puffing to get up here. Try to stay ahead of the uh, downpour. The effects of the coca leaves are no match for these heights, and we have no choice but to hike until we find a place that's suitable for base camp. Getting dark. 
been hiking for about two and a half hours. Should be making camp soon, I hope. One foot in front of the other. I just try to keep moving. And then, salvation. Okay. This flat patch of green grass might as well be a five-star hotel. Okay, let's get those tents down and get it going. We quickly set to work pitching the tents and securing the gear. Before the storm catches up, we even manage to stoke a fire. Here we go. It's good. Good. Looks like the rain did not hold off. Rain is coming down. Nothing that uh, some branches and some plastic can't solve, though. So we have a little shelter here, and the tents are, have the rain flies on, so we should be okay. Nice and cozy. Yeah, nice and cozy. We're going to try to make some dinner and uh, mm -hmm. make the best of it. As morning banishes the rain, we wake to another day on the hunt for the city of gold. And another welcome meal. So kind of leftover soup for breakfast, which is good, takes off the cold. The skies have parted, rain is gone, so pretty soon we'll pack up camp and press on into the jungle. All right, Greg, what do you think? Rain today or no? In the evening, you can count on it. So much for the dry season, right? Greg's crew is largely Peruvian, and they still have immense respect for Incan traditions. During each expedition, it's necessary to pay homage to the Apus, the lords of the mountains, and to Pachamama, the Earth Mother. Paulino leads the prayers, and together we make an offering of coca leaves. Apus Alcantay, Apus Alcantay, Apu Cañahuay, Apu Cañahuay, Apu Pitama, Apu Pitama, Apu Catinti, Apu Catinti. After, I take a moment to chat with Fernando, the youngest member of our team. This book is by your grandfather? Yes. Your grandfather was really a great explorer here in Peru. Yes. The local communities already knew about the sites, but he was the first one to actually document them and share them with the archaeological community. When I was just a little boy, he wrote to my grandson so that he may continue to explore the region of Paititi with much love, Carlos. When my grandfather was close to passing, I said to him, I will continue to search for El Paititi. It's, it's my duty as a man of my word to continue to actually fulfill that promise that I made to him. Well, we're happy you're here. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank well, you very much. Here. Now we just need to find Paititi. No, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> With the blessing of the mountain spirits and the inspiration of Fernando's story, we continue our trek, following the same path the Incas took almost 500 years ago. We know they crossed the Urubamba River, so we descend down into the valley. Hey guys, I can hear the water. I think we're getting down to it. Gnarly. Normally, a Peruvian beetle the size of my fist would be enough to send me home, but something bigger catches my eye. Much bigger. Greg, Greg, look up on the wall, on the wall, right there, see it? The Yamas, incredible. There are ancient Incan symbols painted onto the rock face. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So it looks like a whole group of llamas and then these concentric circles in red above them. Typically, rock art has something to do with travel and movement in that direction. So it probably is indicating this is the way we went, this is the way to go. That's sort of a gateway to the Paititi lands 
to the east and to the north. So it's like a marker for us to follow. And an indication that there's something big there. The llama paintings point to the other side of the river, which means the Incas likely crossed here. And so will we. Guys, I can see the river halfway down. The frigid water rushes over the ancient riverbed. It's a beautiful sight that conceals the danger of the crossing. I'm on an expedition through the Peruvian jungle in search of Paititi, the lost Incan city of gold. Guys, I can see the river. Our trek has taken us to the Urubamba River, but I should always remember to keep my eyes on what's directly in front of me. Especially if it's a hornet's nest. God! Ow! No, 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 regresa, 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 regresa. Get away from them, get down by the water. Guys in the front of the group stepped on a, like a hornet's nest or a wasp's nest. We all just got stung up. God, hurts. Okay, you get stung? Fernando and I took the brunt of the attack and spend a few painful minutes pulling stingers out of our arms. Then it's back on mission to follow the legend and cross the river in the footsteps of the Inca. So Paulino is going to seek passage across. Okay, so first the wasps, now we gotta get across the water. Paulino plans to tie a rope to the other side so the expedition team can safely cross. We're miles from civilization and the nearest hospital. Much like the explorers hundreds of years ago, one slip and it's game over. The force of the river is tremendous. I can feel the current rushing past my legs. That water's cold. I reach the other side, a bit wet, very cold, but in one piece. Okay. With the river behind us, we find ourselves in uncharted territory. From here, the Incas followed primitive trails deep into the Peruvian Amazon, and we follow in their path. We hike, and hike, and hike, and then a break. Ah. Las construcciones. Ah, so muros. Okay. Some sort of habitation or construction, it looks like, but it's super overgrown. The structure is definitely man made, but is it Incan? Whatever it is, the only way to find out is to climb inside. Okay. Whew. That really goes down there, doesn't it? Okay. Look at this. It's a whole house down here, it's a whole structure. If the Incas built this buried complex, it could hold clues to the lost city. Paulino, have you seen this before? No? Has anybody ever seen this? <laughs> Maybe not. This because is new. Because who's gonna come around here except us nuts? <laughs> but look at how fine it is. 
It's in perfect condition. Yeah. And perfect angles. It's kind of, I have chills. It's to, to be able to hack through something, drop down into here, and yeah. see it's something that's never been documented. Neglected for 500 years, and now it sees the light of day. Oh my God, it just keeps going. Did the Incas leave anything behind to tell us where they went from here? More ruins, more ruins, more ruins. Everywhere you look, it just goes on and on. This is the unknown, right here. This is a mystery. There's an overgrown trail that leads away from the structure, and I'm all too eager to follow it. I don't know if this was an isolated fortress, or perhaps it's part of the lost city itself. Galvanized by the find, we push deeper into the unknown. Whoa, whoa, big wall, look at that. This is something. Oh my God, look at this. This is fabulous. Everywhere I look, stacks of ink and stone. Huge. Yeah. This is Absolutely so long. Absolutely huge. Has to be very important. This is incredible. Yep. As I hack and slash, I'm desperate to find any clues that might connect this new discovery to the city of gold. Hey, Greg, come here. Greg, look. Come here. Come here, come here, come here. Look. Whoa. This is one fine piece. Look at this. So what do we got? It's a ceramic piece that would be of high imperial Incan style and yet rustic. So probably locally made at the time. And the markings. It's all representative of, as it looks, a face, a face most yeah. likely. It's hard to believe that the artifact I'm holding was crafted by Incan hands hundreds of years ago. To me, you can't put a price on that. So, so what is this place? This site is very unique, uh -huh. and you won't find this place documented anywhere. And this is why when I hear people saying all the world has been mapped, that's silly. Yeah. Because this place is covered. This is just so unbelievable. Greg believes this is part of a site known as Uncayoc, a massive and largely undocumented Incan city. Until more resources can be devoted to its excavation, it will remain buried in the jungle. So better to leave it as it is until it can be properly managed. It's the lesser of two evils, I believe, than to have a half-baked effort that might attract people to come in and look for artifacts, further destroying it. And what about Paititi? Is Paititi out there? That series of roads that all connect with each other and combined with all so many legends. It may not be with a capital P. It may not have the treasure of the Incas. In fact, it probably doesn't. But there is some site that it all leads to. As for us, our supplies are running low. It's so tempting to push further, and that's exactly why we can't. The lost city is a siren, and the road of stone is like her gentle hand, pulling explorers deeper into the jungle, only to swallow them alive. Why do we still want to find Paititi? Is it to celebrate the Inca? Or like Pizarro, is it for our own glory? For me, if I'm being honest, it's maybe a bit of both. But I'm humbled by the spirit of the Inca, which is alive and well in the highlands of Peru. And we have seen clues that seem to validate the truth behind the legend, as well as seldom seen remote ruins. In the end, there's one inescapable fact. The Incan road system is not fully mapped, and like all roads, it leads somewhere. Greg is currently mounting a new expedition for next year, and all I can think of is I just hope he saves me a spot on the team.